podcast where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Aaron Proctor. Coach Proctor is an assistant coach at Missouri State West Plains. We talked to him today about gaining respect from your peers, understanding how to have the proper perspective within the profession, and how to be relatable and relational. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Coach, thank you for having me. I'm 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 excited to be on, and and hopefully uh, I don't let you down. You you have some great people on, and yeah. uh, you know hopefully I can I can uh, keep the bar up there. Yeah, Coach, I think I think you will. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your new position with Missouri thank State you. West Plains uh, with one of my guys, Coach Pope, out there. Really good guy, and so I'm excited to see what y'all staff has in store for the future and for the kids that you guys are going to serve. It's a really special – to me, it's a special mission to be at a JUCO and to kind of figure out where you're going to go from there. Uh, well, it's it just – anywhere you're at, it's always just a, a fun situation and being able to help kids. So thank you for being on, first of all. Uh, Coach, how were you introduced to the game of basketball coming out of Houston? I, uh, I actually um... – I grew up in a, a whole bunch of different areas. I, I grew up in uh, in San Francisco, in L.A., in Pomona, Dallas, College Station, Houston. I I kind of uh, had a had a pretty diverse upbringing. Um, I actually was a I grew up a baseball fan. Really, uh, I was yeah. I was really I, I lived in Oakland. That was uh, you know when the Giants and the A's both had it going at the same time. Uh, you know, Mark McGuire and, and Ricky Henderson, yeah, yeah Jose yeah. Canseco. Like that was that I wanted to be an Oakland A when yeah, I grew yeah. up. So did I, um, man. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, when uh, they just you know, growing up, you know, and kind of being in impoverished areas, different areas, there weren't there weren't baseball fields where I grew up. Uh, there was always a, a basketball court, though. Yeah, and. Um, when uh when I got to Houston, uh, the second time I want to say fifth or sixth grade, uh, you know the Rockets, you know ninety four, the Rockets had it going, and yeah, I just you know I I, I wanted to be Robert Ory, and <laughs> Big I just shot, knew, Bob, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just knew I was going to you know get to get to six eight six nine, and you know <laughs> yeah, I just knew that was going to happen. So, uh, you know, it just kind of happened. Um, uh, just playing, just being with my friends and just playing the game and, and, and just competing. And, you know, from there, I, I, I just developed a, a, a love, not just for the game, but just for, for competition. Now, I mentioned Houston because I, I just, man, I hear so much coming out of Houston about you. Uh, even before you picked up this, this position, uh, when you were at Fort Smith, uh, just you get a lot of love from Houston, man. You got a lot of supporters out there. A lot of good people supporting you, and that's the best part, man. When you get that kind of support, uh, there's nothing like it. So that's why I bring up Houston because I just I got a lot of love for Houston because they they show me love too. Being a San Antonio guy, 
So uh, that, that's that's generally why when I talk to guys, I bring up kind of where they get love from or where they're from. So, Coach, what was your experience like as a player? I was, uh, yeah, I, I went to three different high schools. Uh, and as you know, I'll backtrack. You know, just your point about Houston. Yeah, Houston is is, is home for me. You yeah. know, my my met my wife there. You know, a lot of my family's there, and you know, I spent a, a majority of my time growing up there. And Houston has been, um, I, I've just in this journey that I've I've kind of undertaken in. in you know, trying to be a college basketball coach and progressing in my career. Yeah. I've had nothing but love and support uh, from so many coaches in the area uh, who, who just, you know, they just want to see me win. And I, it, it, it's really humbling uh, just because, you know, when I, when I came in, when I moved to Houston after college, uh, you know, I, I, I really didn't know anybody on the scene. Yeah. And I was just, I was extremely fortunate to uh, get to a place at, at Bel Air High School. That was my first, that was my first teaching job and coaching job. I was yeah. 22 years old. I looked like the student. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was, <laughs> I was getting stopped in the hallway, you know, yeah. sir, yeah. you need to be in class. And, you know, I had to <laughs> wear my ID badge just because, you know, I was getting stopped all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just been so fortunate. Um, so I just wanted to address that first, you know, that's, uh, it's been unbelievable. Houston's been, Houston's been, Houston's been home uh, for me. Um, my experience as a player, I, uh, I went to three different high schools. I actually graduated from high school in, uh, in Rialto, California, went to Eisenhower. And, uh, that situation is really kind of mirrors just how fortunate I've been, um, the school that I, I went to out there, uh, we had, I want to say four or five guys who ended up playing division one ball. Wow. Uh, we had a, we had an NBA draft pick. My, my man, Alex Hacker, oh, wow. um, had a, had an unbelievable career in, in Greece with played for the Pistons. Yeah. Um, uh, my man, Sean Marshall, who, uh, played at Boston college, um, uh, my man Johnny Dukes, who played at San Francisco, just uh, unbelievable. I just kind of walked into that. Wow! Uh, and so, you know, my my whole life is, or my whole career has really just been a, about being surrounded by people who who make me better. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, from from there, I, I you know I I learned how to work um, and how to how to get better. Um, and so I, you know, I wasn't really, I was a decent player. I was okay, decent high school player, but I wasn't anything to, to write home about. Um, and uh, my, I actually walked on at Cal State. A lot of my motivation was just the people that I respected. You know, my friends who were really, really good. I just wanted their respect. I wanted yeah. them to be able to say, "Yo, Proc, you can hoop." Uh, and so that was, you know, that was a lot of my motivation, just just having the respect of my peers and the respect of my friends, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, it, it taught me a lot of things about myself and how to work and, and how to enjoy the moment and you know how to compete. So, coach, how, you know, was there ever a point during that career, uh, whatever that stretch was, that you kind of considered coaching, or you know, who or what influenced you to go into coaching? 
uh, I, I figured, you know, I, I figured I would, I would probably end up going into coaching. Um, my, uh, I went to, uh, Anna Consolidated High School. Uh, I played for, uh, for Rusty Siegler. He was at Little Elm for a little bit. And, uh, unbelievable coach. Great, great, great man. Great mentor. And, uh, he had an assistant by the name of Eric McDade. And Coach McDade taught English and coached basketball. Wow. And I love English is my favorite subject. I got yeah. an English degree in undergrad. And I, I didn't have him as a teacher. He wasn't one of my classroom teachers. Uh, but he was one of the, he was one of the few black teachers that I saw, let alone black English teachers that I yeah. saw. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, man, I can, I can do that. Like, that's yeah. what I love to do. I love to hoop and I love English. Like, I could possibly do that one day. Yeah. And so, you know, when I got to college, you know, everything, you know, everybody's telling me, you know, you need to make sure, you know, try to go into something lucrative, go into some kind of, you know, technology or you know, medical field or something. I said, no, I, I know what I want to do. Uh, and that was kind of, you know, Coach McDay was really like the linchpin for me to kind of just, I can do this, so let me try to attack it. So I, I always, always had an eye on coaching. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't know uh, that it, it would, it would get me to this point where you know I'm doing it as a, as a career. But you know, I, I definitely had had ideas on on doing that. You know, when I was in high school. So, coach, you, you, you and I both have some similarities there. My uh, high school football coach, who I just revered and adored to this day, uh, he's kind of the reason why I got into coaching as well, was my English teacher as a freshman. And I, and I, and I still remember times and moments uh, because I thought the same thing. I said, look, here's this, here's this Mexican-American gentleman who is a football, great football coach, demands respect just by his presence. And here he is, you know, quoting Shakespeare and – reading these, you know, having us read books that he already read that blew my mind. I was like, Whoa, what, you know? And he, he was teaching us, uh, to love literature and to love kind of the poetic, uh, flow of things. And I just, you know, I fell in love with it. I guess that's why I always wanted to become an MC too, because I just, (laughs) I loved English so much and, and, and poetry, but so I see those parallels and I think that's kind of something that we as coaches look to do as well as be some kind of inspiration. So, you know, great story because it reminds me kind of, of my, you know, genesis of why I, I got into coaching. So nah, yeah. I think we, we all, we all, uh, we all thought we could rhyme at one point. We all, <laughs> we all thought we could, what do you mean? I still we can. All we could do a little bit. <laughs> I definitely can. I definitely can. Oh man. But I, I always, you know, that was, that was something that, I took great pride in, yeah. um, and, you know, people would ask me, you know, so what do you do? And I would say, you know, well, I'm, I'm a teacher. And, you know, the first thing they would say was, well, you know, PE doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> and it does count yeah. for one, but you know, I, I, I teach English. Like I, yeah. I, I, I know literature, I know creative writing. I, I, there are things I can quote and there, you know, I understand, I understand the language and, and that was something that I always took great pride in and, and just showing, you know, statistically I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here yeah. from the, yeah. you know, from my upbringing was really kind of, 
you know, it wasn't the worst at all, but it definitely, you know, we had some, we had some issues um, and some, some trials and tribulations. And my parents did a great job of helping me, of showing me that I can, I can really do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's important. It was important for me to show, you know, a lot of my students, you know, a lot of guys who want to play ball is like, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily, I understand it is your ticket or you feel like it's your ticket, but it doesn't have to be. Cause yeah. it never was my ticket. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't a good enough ball player for that. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely something that I, I hang my hat on. And, I, you know, I love having that background. Good stuff, Coach. So what was your experience coaching at the high school on the grassroots level? Because I see you, you coached in high school uh, uh, there in Houston. And then you also had some experience with Texas Pro, an AU program. Uh, what, what was that like coaching at, at that level? That was um, I. I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I I really feel like, you know, being at the high school level and, and coaching summer ball, especially with pro, like it, it it taught me it it helped me develop my voice. Yeah. Um, and you know, early on, you know, we 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 think we think we know everything as coaches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, we think that. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I hate speaking generally, so I'll, I'll speak for myself. A lot of times I, I felt like, you know, I need to show everybody what I know. Yeah. And it, it quickly became apparent to me that, you know, it's not about me. Yeah. As much as I want to make it about me, it, it, it's not. Uh, it's really about our kids and it's really about how we can help them develop and help make them better. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I always had designs on, you know, I, I, I want to get to the highest level I can possibly get to as a coach. Um, but I, I can't do that without my guys. And, you know, I need to show them. It, it took me a while to figure out that I need to show them that I genuinely care about them as people yeah. and not just helping them win games and helping them get better at, at playing basketball. Yeah. Um, my coaching, it, 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 my, my first high school job, uh, um, Mike Kramer at Bel Air, he was on the girls' side and he gave me my first, he gave me my start. And then I went over to the boys' side with, with Coach Bruce Glover. And Bel Air was just historically one of those programs that always had players. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and always had talent and always had college coaches walking in the gym, checking guys out. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I was really fortunate that that was my first coaching job. And so I got to see things being done at a really high level uh, from the coaching side and from the player side and from the academic side. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, I, it just taught me to spread my wings. I, I, you know, one of the, the football coaches at the time, Coach Herman, he said, hey, Proc, you know, I, I know you don't know anything about football, but I want you to come out and coach it. It'll help you. And it was just something like, you know what, I think I can do this. And it, yeah. it taught me a lot about management and how to manage players and, and how to manage situations and how to structure your practice. Like, I, I just learned so much yeah. uh, being at the high school level. And then... Uh, working with Coach Lowe with Texas Pro. Marlon. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I learned I, when you talk to kids, 
when you when you talk to uh, the kids who are on a little bit elevated in terms of their their level of play and and their ceiling is a little bit higher, yeah. um, I, it definitely taught me how to communicate with kids yeah. who are at that level because there's so many different things that they have going on. They have their parents, they have they have us, they have their friends. They have other people who may be trying to angle in and, and, and <laughs> yeah. try to, you know, exert their influence. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just being a part of the grassroots scene. Uh, it, it taught me a lot uh, just how to maintain your your being genuine with, with young people who, who have a lot of promise. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they deserve really so. They're, they can be really uh cautious about who they listen to you know you got to earn their trust yeah uh and so that was something you know i i did a whole lot of list i really didn't say a whole lot initially um because it, it just you know i wanted to learn and then uh you know marlon gave me the opportunity to coach a 15 and under team and and uh you know he gave me the opportunity to coach a 17 and under team and, and uh you know it, it's been I carry a lot of those lessons with me to this day. Good stuff, Coach. Yeah, Marlon Lowe's one of the uh, one of the guys that I've I've always looked to for advice. Uh, he's always shot straight with me. He shoots straight with everybody, and he's out yeah. to grow the game. And so, guys like that, man, you you just respect. Uh, no matter what anybody else says about them, what you know about them is what you know about them, and what you experience is what you experience. And I've only experienced good with that gentleman. So yeah, great great start there, Coach. As far as with that level, now, what was your transition like going from coaching in high school to coaching in college? It was uh, it was unbelievable. Um, it was something that I I for years tried to tried to get to, uh, and it, it's funny, I I was going to um, I started a graduate program uh, my last year at Alvin High School. Uh, I started a graduate program at Texas A&M uh-huh. and I made the decision like, you know what, I'm going to go, I did it online. I said, you know, I'm going to go in the fall. I'm going to be a full-time student and I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to try to be a GA for the men's basketball program. And, you know, I, I known a few of the guys over there and I, I, I said, they said, you know, when you get on campus, we'll, we'll try to see what's, what's up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I got a phone call from uh, from Alvin Brooks III. Yeah, I know Alvin. And yeah. Coach, uh, we he when I was at Bel Air, he you know recruited. I'd always see him in the gym, and you know I'd see him out in the bar, different events and stuff like that. And we'd always had a good relationship. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you know at that time like we was like you know. Yeah, AB three, like that's that's my brother, that's my guy. We just had a really good relationship because yeah. we you know, we always were around each other, uh, you know, in, in the basketball sense. And he called me up one day and said, "Look, Brock, I know you've been trying to get into college basketball. Uh, I gotta, uh, I can get you probably into this GA position here at K State. Uh, it's unpaid, but you get a degree and you'll you get an opportunity to learn from one of the best." And he. I, he was like, yo, come on up and we'll, you know, show you around, see if you like it. Like, I don't, 
I don't need to see nothing. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, to this day, you know, Coach Coach Brooks, you know, that's that's my brother. He was he was in my wedding. Yeah, uh, wow. He he gave me a – I tell him, I tell him every time, I was like, man, you changed my life. Cause wow. It, it opened me up. It opened my eyes to something that uh, I never experienced. Um, and when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to make a transition, when you're trying to get to a different level, I, I think I know for myself there was a bit of anxiety. Like, can I can I do this? Am I good enough to do this? Can yeah. I really hang with these people? Can I? It, you know, if I make a suggestion, it, are people going to laugh me out of the room? Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you just, just that anxiety of wanting to be successful and wanting to do a good job and having that respect for the people that you work with. Uh, that was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely something that, uh, it was a huge, huge jump for me. A huge yeah. jump for me, not necessarily in terms of the basketball stuff, but in terms of what I expected. Yeah. Uh, the first couple of workouts I was there, you know, I really didn't say much. I would go to the assistant, I would go to CeeLo, or I would go to AB, or I would go to, I would go to uh, Coach Frazier, and I'd be like, "Hey, look, so and so is not. Uh, he didn't check down on that uh, on that rotation right there. You might want to let him know." And uh, Coach Weber told me, "He's like, yo, if you're not gonna talk, you know, why why are you here?" Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So from that point on. You know, I Coach Weber's unbelievable. I I didn't think I'd had a chance to kind of rock out like he, like he let me. And he he lets he gives real responsibility uh, to his GA to basically to any anybody on his staff. Yeah. Um, so if something was going on in the drill, he get yo, Proc, If you see it, stop it. Let's yeah. do it again. Um, you yeah. know, scouting reports, the working guys out. Like it was. It was it was definitely a transition uh, because of, like I said, my expectation. But I, I can't. That that was priceless. I I would do that again for. I I wouldn't even need to get a mask. Like I I do that for free again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. It I, it helped me grow. That yeah. was that was an unbelievable opportunity for for growth for me. Yeah, great staff uh, from. Coach Weber, who I've spent time with, uh, to Coach Laurie, to Coach Brooks, who I've spent a lot of time with, uh, and then Coach Frazier. You know, Brooks is at Baylor, Frazier's at Vautech, Lowry's still there, and Weber also as well. But that's a that's a strong staff, man. Really good guys. And for you to have that experience early on, my next question for you is how did that experience prepare you really for your job as an assistant? Uh, they, so obviously, you know, every staff has a, has a different structure. Uh, coach Weber, uh, we basically were, were matched up with an assistant. And so, you know, I, I worked with AB and I worked with, with, uh, with coach Lowry. Uh, you know, there are times even, you know, with, with coach corn, who's there now, you know, who's there, uh, who replaced coach, coach Brooks, um, like learning from him because he played for coach, you know, and, you know, he worked for coach and then coming back and, uh, you know, that was being able to, to, to be in meetings and have input, uh, 
working on the scouting report and having input, not just typing it up, but like, okay, we're, I'm watching the film, yeah. I'm breaking stuff down, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about personnel. Being uh, useful, yeah. Like, it, it was, um, if you're not there to, to help contribute to winning uh, and helping these guys, you know, get better, then it's really no point in you being there. Yeah, uh, and so the 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 level of responsibility, obviously, you know, it, it may not be like you know for coach for coach Weber, obviously, or for CeeLo, or for for the guys who are paid staff, but he 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 made us feel like we were a part of that, like yeah. the ownership was there, yeah, and um, you know, the accountability was there, and I, I think in my in just transitioning to being an assistant. Uh, uh, you know, paid assistant and working at at uh, Fort Smith with Coach Bailey, I I couldn't have been any more prepared. Um, you know, doing film, uh, doing uh, Photoshop edits, doing video edits, yeah. uh, uh, just everything that I was able to kind of touch when I was at K State, I was able to do. I had some familiarity when I got to Fort Smith, and I think that's what really kind of made me. Uh, you know, a viable candidate for Coach Bailey. Um, that's Fort Smith is, I think, especially in basketball circles, a lot of a lot of guys who've gone through Fort Smith in their careers. Doc Sadler, AB three, just you know, and it's it's gone from being a really good junior college program, national championship junior college program, to to one of the better Division two programs in yep. our region. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, that having that success and walking into that success is like, okay, I, I, I feel like I'm ready for it. I feel like I'm prepared for it. And, uh, you know, K-State did a, you know, Coach Weber and just learning from those guys. It, it's just the cumulative experience of, of, you know, my growth just really helped prepare me for that, for that, uh, that opportunity. So you talk, what you're talking about is empowerment, man. When you get empowered like that by a head coach, and in a support staff like that, you feel here again empowered and important. And uh, I don't know, man. You feel like you're you're viable and you're bringing something to the table. There's nothing more important for players and coaches than to have confidence, because uh, a, a player without confidence should just stay on the bench, and a coach Absolutely. without confidence probably shouldn't be on the staff. So that's just phenomenal experience you had there coach so now here at Missouri State West Plains with coach Pope what do you feel like you bring to the table for this program in particular uh, I you know I, I think my versatility I, I think I'm I'm able to do a, a, a bunch of different things um you know I mentioned uh one of the things right now I think coaches really should, should not necessarily focus on, but really kind of develop is uh, Photoshop yeah. and, and uh, you know, player edits and social media and stuff like that. Like Photoshop is big. Like players love edits. They love, yeah. they love the pictures. <laughs> they, they love that stuff, man. Yeah, and do. you know, I'm, you so, so one of the biggest things right now, in addition to that, is just the trend in college basketball. You'll see a lot of jobs open up 
with the title of director of analytics and things like that. Like, imagine being able to get out ahead of that. Imagine seeing that before it popped. Like, yeah. okay, I I see this trend. It's like Moneyball. I I read Moneyball uh, a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago. Now, you know, I've seen the movie, but I never read the book. Yeah, And it's amazing how people can see ahead and see what is going to become. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary, uh, Jimmy Iovine, who's the head of Interscope Records. Uh, it came on HBO a while back, and he said, I don't want to be the last person selling CDs. And that has that stuck with me just at an unbelievable level because like if you're not looking for what's next, if you're not looking for the trend and what's what's trending upward, you're gonna get behind. Yeah. And when yeah. you get caught up, you'll be behind. And so yeah. um that was one of the things that I, I, I really tried to do when I was at K State. Like what can I what can I do to make myself, you know, what can curve. I do to kind of get ahead of it? Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Photoshop and I don't know anything. I've never taken any classes, but I'm looking at YouTube. <laughs> okay, this is how you yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. How you draw this circle or flares make and, this and all, yeah, yeah. You getting all that and uh, yeah. You 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 know teaching yourself and yeah. and I think you know I have a I just have a natural curiosity and yeah. so you know if I see something that I like or if I see something that I think can help me then I you know I want to try to get good at it. Um, and so, you know, my ability to just kind of, you know, just be versatile and wear a lot of hats and be able to just be relatable. You know, I, I've, you know, I have a, I wasn't a high level player and I, I you know, I didn't have a, a, a big time coaching tree to, to help usher me in um, into the business. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty relatable. And yeah. so I think that's, you know, that's definitely something that allows me to, to, you know, to be, it's gotten me to this point. Um, and, you know, being a teacher um, and being in education has absolutely helped me because you learn, you learn kids and you yeah. learn people. Yeah, no, that's um, the, the the relational aspect that you're bringing up about being, you know, relatable. That means everything to young people. It really does because you don't have to necessarily look like them. It helps to just get in the door but when you can relate to them, they forget, they put their, they bring those walls down real quick. If there's a wall they put up, uh, because they know like, you know, you may not look like me, you may not sound like me and maybe you do, but man, you relate. And that's all that really matters to me. Uh, kids, you know, you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go. Well, I, you, you'd be, what well, you would be surprised because you've been in it. But when I, when I first started teaching, I, I thought they were good kids and they were bad kids. Right. Like there's yeah. kids with issues and there's kids with, you know, who, who do everything you ask them to do. And you it it shocked me how a, a kid's behavior could change based upon whether or not they had breakfast that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, you know, it just it I wouldn't have I wouldn't have never known that if if I really if i hadn't if i feel like if i hadn't been in the classroom like yeah. it would have took me I, maybe i would have figured that out later down the line but you know just bringing a kid a kolache and a donut yeah, yeah. It, it it can change it can change their entire day 
Uh, and it could change their relationship with you. Um, and so, you know, that's, that was just something I, I, I tried to bring that, that mentality with me. And, you know, there, there are definitely times where I've, I've, I've failed in that, but it's something that I, I've made a conscious effort to, to think about when it comes to dealing with, with young people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, just having, developing good relationships with people in general. Good stuff, coach. Yeah. You hit on some points that I hope people that are listening, high school coaches uh, that are in a classroom setting all day long for, you know, social studies or English or or PE class can kind of take that, take note of that uh, so that you can apply it as well to your, uh, you know, your everyday culture uh, because it's, it really is a culture you can build in the classroom. There's a lot to be said about classroom management, but classroom culture really will take care of that management too. In, in a sense, uh, they'll police each other. Uh, like you said, it makes them change how they view you and other teachers as well, probably. It, that, that could be another effect. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Coach. Now, as a coach and, and as a teacher and as somebody who's been a leader in, in different facets, how do you process feedback or criticism? I, I welcome it. You know, I... I don't think uh, I think if 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 I'm working for someone and they they have an issue with me or I'm doing something and they don't tell me, um, I you know it's, I feel like I'm being set up for failure. You yeah. know, like yeah. I especially when you when you're an assistant, you know your your job is to to elevate the head coach. Yeah, um, and you know that's that's what I want to do. Like my my growth is dependent my professional growth is dependent upon the growth of my head coach and yeah. and you know the perception of him and and you know one loss win loss record and and you know graduating guys and so on and so forth so you know if if I'm not doing something that's helping him do that for his program I want to know uh yeah. you know I I don't take any I criticism is tough you know, it, it, it's definitely tough because no one wants to hear what they're not doing well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, the, the flip side of that is they're telling you what, how you can be better. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as, as coaches, we got to be able to, you know, we, we, we criticize and we, we question and we, you know, we pull the covers back all the time on our guys. Yeah. You know, we got to be able to, to take that same, to take that same criticism, be able to handle it. And, and, you know, the, the mark of a really good player is, is coachability, being told to do something or how to do it. And then it translating as quickly as possible on the floor. Yeah. Well, you know, as coaches, we got to be able to do that as well. And, you know, yeah. I, I welcome any and all criticism. I, I, I want, I want feedback. I want something, you know, I love coaching. I love this profession. I want to stay in it for as long as I possibly can. Whatever you can tell me that's going to help me stay in this profession, I, I welcome it because I, I don't want to do anything else with my life. This is, this is what I love to do. This is what I feel like I was called to do. So yeah, yeah. let me know. <laughs> Coach, I appreciate you saying that because <laughs> it's true, man. We get on our guys all the time, and we're constantly in the air about, hey, look, this is only going to make you better. You know, the, I had a lot of experience with big guys because big guys – Seemingly, I could I hear again. I don't want to speak in general, generalities either, but most big guys are the most sensitive guys on the team. 
uh, for, for all kinds of reasons, right? But mainly because right. they work so hard on the boards and they're, they're the guys that the guards are kind of letting guys go to them for or, or whatever, right? They do a lot of dirty work. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember constantly getting after some of my big guys and being, come on, this, you're better than this. Uh, even to the point where sometimes if they had a lot of potential, man, if you do this right, you'll make money one day doing this. And same things right. like that, same things like that to them. And then thinking to myself, well, are you taking that same advice? Is somebody getting on you like that saying, hey, Mike, you know, your kids, your four daughters, uh, there's food on the table that be, that'll be missing if you don't step up. You know, there, there's a better life for your family financially if you work harder. Is it, You know what I mean? Like somebody's looking to take your job. Are you working hard enough to keep your job? Like those are the things I think we can we can tell ourselves. Maybe we don't need anybody Absolutely. to tell us that, but we can kind of, you know, check ourselves. And if we're being honest, if you can't be honest with yourself, then you got bigger problems and you probably shouldn't be coaching. But, you know, I think all of us who are, who are, who view it as a profession and as educators and as teachers and all that, we do, we, we do, do need a better job of, of doing that. So I, I agree. Yeah. I love what you said about that. So coach, what you know here again over your career uh of coaching in general what have you learned about yourself through all that um i i you know I, i've had uh this past year you know i i got married i, I had a little girl in december congrats um, man thank you thank you she uh she was 3 months premature whoa and uh wow. you know that so we you know December seventh, uh, we had to hustle down to uh, to Little Rock, which is about two and a half hours from Fort Smith. Yeah, and uh, she came. Um, she came on December fifteenth. My wife had an emergency C section, and uh, I, I I thought I was I thought I was tough. Like I thought that I was you know I can withstand anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and seeing my little girl go from, you know, one pound, 14 ounces to, you know, she's 14 pounds now. She's wow. the, the happiest little baby in awesome. the world. Um, I, I, the toughness is, is, is definitely a buzzword. Um, it's definitely something that we, as coaches, we, we desire uh, from our, from our players and, and, you know, from ourselves and, you know, another buzz, buzzword, the culture. But I learned that it's really not even about myself. My, my family is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And, uh, when she came, it was, it, I, I think I, I kind of hit, I think I hit another gear. Wow. Like it was, uh, you know, I'm, I was, uh, I was in the hospital room with her. We had, uh, we played, matter of fact, we played, I think December 20th, we played Wisconsin Parkside, I believe. And that was my scout. And wow. <laughs> she was, she was in the room and she's got these breathing tubes and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I can really, like, I just felt bad. Yeah. And then, it something just clicked in me. I looked at it and it was just one of the things like, I, like, I can't stop. Yeah. Like I got to keep going. Like she's like, she ain't stopping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my wife's not stopping. 
So like wow. I, I gotta, I gotta keep going. And, uh, it was, um, that was an unbelievable, uh, experience for me because it had nothing to do with basketball. It had nothing to do with, with, with coaching, but it, at the same time, it had everything to do with it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to be able to give, you know, them the life that I feel like they, they would want or they would deserve. I want, I want to have something different from how I grew up for my, for my kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I just hit another gear and it was just like a, a breath of, uh, a, a just a second wind, I guess. Um, yeah. and it was, you know, it was kind of, that kind of led into, you know, we had the coaching change, you know, not too long after that. And, uh, you know, the, there were times when I would get frustrated and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step, what's going to happen. You know, yeah. I want to stay in coaching and my little girl, you know, she's smiling <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. laughing, she's jumping on, me, yeah. you know, and that was, uh, it just, you know, it, I, I feel like I'm talking in circles. No, but, man. No, I hear what you're uh, saying, man. You, you talk you about know, perspective. Perspective, man. Completely changed it for yeah. me. Yeah. Because I, I would talk to, you know, when, when jobs would open and I'm, you know, hey, you know, how can I get in? And I'm making phone calls. How can I get in on this? And, and I'm disappointed that I didn't get something. Yeah. And, you know, I hang up the phone from talking to a coach and they're telling me, nah, we're going to go in another direction. And I look to the left, and my little girl's laughing at Boss Baby. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's everything's going to be all right. Yeah. I guess that's probably the biggest thing that I figured out. That's yeah. I said all that to say everything's going to be all right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, in coaching, this is such a volatile business, and you know, there are a lot of guys going after not too many spots. Um, but at the end of the day. It, I mean, I'm a testament to it. Everything is going to work out. And, yeah. uh, you know, that it, it really took, it took, it took seeing my daughter in a, in a, in an incubator for me to, and my, and my wife, you know, bedridden. It took me, it took all of that for me to figure it out. Like, I'm a, I'm going to be okay no matter what. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's funny, so, right? Because when you, when you seemingly need them to feel that way, you're the one that gets that kind of unexplainable peace and comfort through just the, the look. And the fact that there's life breathing in that baby, that's some good stuff, man. Like some really good stuff because uh, people will go a whole lifetime without experiencing, experiencing that. And, that's, and it's a shame because uh, a, a paradigm shifts in order. And now it seems like you got it. Now it seems like no matter what happens, coach, you, you know you're going to win because everything's going to be all right, man. Like that's that's uh to, to me that's life man that's when you know you kind of figured out the the secret to life it, it, i mean yeah. I, I really feel that way maybe some people would disagree with me but uh, i know what i know everything i've been through in my life everything i'm hearing that you've been through you know at the end of the day yeah everything's gonna be all right so man great there's stuff there's peace of peace of mind yeah. peace of mind it, and it's hard it's hard and you know in any industry when you're trying to you're trying to make it and you're, you're, you're trying to get to a point where, you know, whatever bar that you set for yourself, you're trying to get to it, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, getting a certain title or making a certain amount of money or, you know, whatever the case may be. And there's a, you know, I, that, that anxiety that I talked about earlier, like there's a constant, 
level, there's a, there's a cloud that kind of hovers over you yeah. because you're trying to get to that point. And you're just like, man, am I going to get there? Am I going to get there? Am I doing everything that I can? And at the end of the day, you can't, all you can do is what you can do. You can't, yeah. you can't do anything more or less than that. And, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it took, it took me going through that. I, I, I talked to, uh, you know, I would talk to coach corn and whenever I talk to him, you know, I talk about jobs and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm frustrated. He say, hey man, you got a little girl, man. That's the best thing in the world. Cause he's yeah. a dad. Yeah. And he, you know, he, he, I'm sure he's experienced just the anxiety of trying to figure out what's the next step at some point. But yeah, he's like, yo man, you're a dad, man. That's, that's the best thing that you can be. Yeah. And it, it definitely, it, 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 I feel good about it. It, it. I feel really, really good about it. Yeah. You know, being a father of four and a father of four females and I got my wife too. I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, I get so much love, so much affirmation. I'm the king of the castle, even though the castle's pink. I mean, I, I, I get it all, man. So I know what it's like to have a baby girl just sitting there looking at you like, yeah, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's going on in our life right now, where we're at financially or whatever, would you, would you, what's going on with your vocation. I want to play and I love you because I know you love me. Man, there's just nothing like it, man. So good stuff, man. I, I, I really appreciate you just kind of expounding on all that. Uh, so, Coach, finish this statement for me. The life of a college coach is... Many, many things. Uh, it's it's uh it's so many things um you know for me it's been uh it's been an experience and you know not not one that i would i would change for the for the world i, I i've seen i've seen a lot you know i i remember being at, at at texas and we're playing and there people behind our bench with fire bruce weber signs Oh. And we, you know, we win wow. that game. And this is this is how this is how good of a dude Coach Weber is. Coach Weber sees a guy at the end of the game, takes a picture with him, shakes his hand, has a conversation with him. Wow! Like it, it's college college basketball. It, it could be a, it, it could be so many things, but you know the the people in it. There are a lot of really good people in it. Yeah, and I know there's a there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, you know with with just the, the current climate and, you know, the FBI and all that stuff. But there's a lot of really, really good people in, in this yeah. business. Um, yeah. And, you know, it doesn't get – I don't think that gets talked about enough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's definitely – it's many things. It could be it could be frustrating. It could be uh, joyous. It could be so many different things. And I, I think, you know, once you – you know, once you kind of have a, a an idea of what you want to do, I think it kind of settles down for you in terms of the the range of emotion. Uh, yeah. You know, you you you, you definitely want to be. Um, well, I, you know, for me, I, I've, I've kind of made a point like I try not to get too high and I try not to get too low. But yeah. you know, you definitely you got to celebrate those those great moments. Definitely, you know, yeah. Somebody graduating or. You know, you get a big win, or somebody, you know, light bulb comes on. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's you definitely got to celebrate those things, and because you know the business is, is the business is the business. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, there's 
everybody, there are a lot of people who, who feel like they can do your job better than you. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so, funny stuff, uh, man. You know, yeah. That's, that's something, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to keep in mind because there, there are a lot of guys who, who can do this job at a very, very high level. Yeah. And I always counted myself as, as one of those guys who, you know, when I was on the outside looking in. So, uh, you know, it, it could be, it could be a whole bunch of different things, but it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's the best thing professionally that I, that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. So what you're talking about here again, about, what people view as far as college coaches or how they view them. And I think that's kind of one of the missions of having this program or this podcast is that people get to hear the real side of who college coaches are. And it's not what they think or it's not what they perceive or it's, it's something different. It's a lot of different things. Like you said, like you said, it, it's, it's, a, it's many things. And that's what I love about this platform is, I mean, I love it. Even though I conducted and, and whatever facilitated or whatever, I really do get a lot out of it. And I really get to see a, a broad spectrum of, of what really happens in, the, in that lifestyle and in the profession. And so I think, I hope listeners who aren't coaches or maybe who, who are and are people who aspire to coach at the college level hear this and say, you know what, I, these are real people. These are you know, these are real people go through real things and have to be mindful of a lot of different things to be successful and to just stay in the game. So, yeah, I, you know, great points of emphasis, Coach. So now I, I'm going to ask you a question to ask everybody because I think legacy is so important because whether you want to leave one or you don't or whether you care or you don't, you leave one. Uh, and, and especially if you have children or if you have a child, your legacy somewhere there, like Coach Sutton talks about, a living trophy. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be when your career is all said and done, Coach? Um, you know, I I just want the, the, the people who I love and, and, and the people who hopefully that I've impacted. I just want I just want them to be proud of me. Um, you know, my my. Obviously, like I said earlier, you know, my family is, is, is huge, you know, that you know, I, I think about, you know, what, what I do and what I, what I want to do just professionally and career wise, you know, I, I, all the benefits of it, I want them to reap it. I don't, I don't yeah. think about that for myself. You know, I want to, I want to coach basketball for a living, but I, I also, I want my kid to be able, I want to be able to take my kid to Disneyland every summer. There you if go. That's what she wants to do. Yeah. Uh, and that, that has, that, that's not about me. You know, yeah. I, I would hope that, uh, you know, the people that I've, I've come across, uh, not just in this, in this profession, but just, uh, you know, just in my career and just in my everyday dealings, I would hope that they would say that, you know, Proc was one of the nicest people that I, that I know. He's one of the best people I know. And, uh, you know, he's just a good guy. You know, yeah. that's, I just want to be known as a good guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything else that comes from that, you know, you know, I get a couple, you know, NCAA championships or maybe, you know, a couple Larry O'Blinds, you know, you somewhere down the line. There you go. You know, that, that'll be great. That'll be yeah. great too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, if I, you know, when that day comes and, and you know, there's, 
uh, you know, they, they deliver my eulogy, I, I would hope that there would be a lot of people there. That's that's something that I think about a lot, you know, just, yeah. just being impactful and, and people being proud to say that they knew prop. Yeah. I, I, I can almost guarantee that's going to happen, Coach, because while you're alive now, people are, are, are talking about you. So I imagine when you're not here, even more people will. So, Coach, I really appreciate your time, man. I really do. Uh, I'm glad you're at where you're at with some good people, uh, where you've been, all that stuff. Love your story. Uh, and, you know, here again, man, uh, God bless you and your family, man. I wish you, your daughter, your wife, long life and prosperity and that you do get to take her every summer to Disneyland because that's one of my goals too because <laughs> my daughters are just hammering me about we spent one Christmas at Disneyland and that was it. It was like every Christmas we're going, right, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, okay. If we sell our cars, yeah, we'll go ahead and do hey, that. <laughs> Disneyland will hit you over the head or for, for a day, <laughs> one or two days, yeah, and you are yeah. done. Try getting the, one of those, uh, what are those, those three-day park hopping passes, man. That's It's tough. But anyways, Coach, I really do appreciate your time, brother. I really do, and, and I wish you nothing but success. Coach, thank you. And, and you know, I, I know we talked offline about this, but, I, you know, the 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 platform that you give for, for, for coaches and for players and for people to be able to tell, tell their story, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people like me who are looking for, you know, those those stories and, and you know, who can who can I listen to and who can I talk to and who's been through the stuff that I've been through. So yeah. You know, I, I think you this is an unbelievable unbelievable platform that you that you are you know, that you've given the coaches and just people who, who wanna be successful, man. So thank you for having me. I I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. No, thank you, coach. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. Know that you are appreciated. So please take the time to listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter at CreativeCoach47. Here again, all of this I thank you for. Please leave a rating, subscribe, follow, leave feedback. Uh, This is your platform. So, you know, take ownership of it. And here again, you are appreciated. So thank you.